Hi, John. How, how are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm... I'm okay. Uh, at the, the, the third to last day of April... <laughs> I don't want to uh... talk about it! No! <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, okay, here, I guess here we are. Uh, we promised the Undertale episode, like, a month and a half ago. Um, we are huge failures. Mostly I am a huge failure. This is mostly my fault. Um, I mean, I can take half the blame. Like, I was pretty busy and didn't get started on playing the game until, like, two weeks ago. I mean, I, like, started playing the game, and then, like, I I beat the neutral route, and then, like, I waited, like, a week, and then I, like, slowly played the passive route, and then, like, I did a, a, a mild fraction of the genocide route, like, a couple days ago, and then, like, I did the entire thing, the rest of the entire thing yesterday. Okay, now that's... So, like... That's a bit, I, I that's had a bit silly. Well. That that's a bit yeah. silly because when I when I played it, I I did the entire neutral route in one day, and then I My did God. I did the entire pacifist route the next day, and My then God. I, and then I waited like a week and did genocide. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did not finish. Did not finish genocide. I don't think either I mean, of us did. <laughs> spoilers: neither has finished genocide. Um. But I think we both just watched the last like three minutes of it on YouTube yeah. because there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll get there when we get to when we get there. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so apologies, everyone. Um, I, I guess we'll try to make it a good one. But uh, I I uh, I definitely enjoyed my time revisiting Undertale. Same, John. What is your what is your relationship with Undertale? Motherfucking Undertale, <laughs> man. Uh. I I think I've I think I've talked about it before, but I am I am just like a big fan of Toby Fox. Uh, did not did not touch the the funny ROM hack with the funny funny game that I've never played in general. You've never played? Um, have you have you, you ever played Earthbound? No, I have not. <laughs> have you ever played Mother Three? No, I have not. I did, did, Damn. Did, I. I don't know if I've I've touched on this fact before, but like I I did not have many games growing up. My computers could not handle m- most games growing up. So like it, Earthbound and Mother Three fall into the category of games that unfortunately have eluded me for like a very long time. Uh, but they're definitely on my list. Like they're pretty high on my list. They're so good. They're so good. Uh, and I'll probably play them at some point. Uh, probably soon uh now that i'm gonna have a lot more free time in the, in the coming months maybe uh but yeah i big fan of toby uh of course found out about him through homestuck and i loved his music mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure black is like one of my like top five favorite songs in homestuck uh just love the guy uh and then and then he announced this the silly little game in I think he announced it in, in twenty thirteen. Sounds right. Sounds about right. Uh, he had a Kickstarter. I I did not have the means to like contribute to the Kickstarter because like at the time my 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 grandparents very heavily believed in not putting financial information on the internet. So smart. Um, unless unless Toby accepted like checks or money orders. Uh, I don't think I ever would have been able to contribute to the Kickstarter. Uh, but I, I look, I, I very much look forward to the game. I got a hold of the demo. I played the demo. I loved it. 
Uh, and then the game came out, and I played it, and I loved it, and it, it has meant extreme amounts to me ever since. Because I, I played it, like, like the day it launched. And great stuff. Uh, but I never replayed it. This is my first time replaying it. Uh, and that is my history with Undertale. Hmm. I, I, I had a pretty different experience than you did, I think. Because... Um, so I, I mean, I th- we've said it on like I was, I was also a homeschooler when I was younger. I was not like actively following Toby Fox, um, but like I, I recognized his name because I spent a lot of time listening to the Homestuck music on the Bandcamp, um, and you see his name a lot if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I remember, um, in it came out. This game came out in like 2015. I remember like not really hearing much about it. Um, I think. I had heard previously, like, oh, Toby Fox is making a video game. Um, but I hadn't really been, like, closely following it or, like, hyping myself up for it. Um, but it came out in, in 2015, and it was, like, immediately a phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, it, 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 it blew up so fast. Um, and it was, it was, it was kind of a thing where, like, I was, like, 17 i was 17 in 2015 still kind of an asshole um and i could feel myself giving into like online peer pressure that like you either gotta love it or you hate it And because i hadn't played it i was gonna become a hater yeah but i was like i want to give this a fair shake um and so i played it like a month or so after it came out i think um and i really enjoyed it um I was kind of, I, I remember, like, I don't know if I was playing Devil's Advocate or if I was just, like, stupid, but I remember, like, there were a couple of points that I would, like, argue fervently against to try to downplay how good it is, um, which Man. is really funny in retrospect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played the, I played the, the, the neutral and the pacifist routes, um, back then, and... I started the genocide route and I didn't get like anywhere in it because I got really bored of grinding because I had played like the entire game in a very short span of time and yeah. I was a little bit burned out on it. Um But yeah, I also never touched it since 2015 until like a couple weeks ago. Um and I, I think I was very pleasantly surprised uh by by it. Um definitely really enjoyed it. Um Same, same. I, I I have like no structure here, so like I'm not sure where to where to jump to next. I mean, I guess we could talk about the fact that like I don't think anyone expected Undertale to like blow up the way that it did. Uh, especially Toby. Yeah. Toby always talks about how he completely did not expect it to blow up. Uh, <laughs> There's a funny quote from Toby um, about uh, when when he put out the the first chapter of Deltarune, where he was like, "I'm not expecting to ever make anything as big as Undertale ever again." And I think that that would be fine if that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause, uh, Jesus, this, this shit was everywhere. Yeah. It, it's weird because like before Undertale came out, like, I don't, I don't really know how popular the, the Earthbound ROM hack was, uh, but I never saw anyone like talk about it. Uh, I don't think it was very, was there, I don't think it had much like notoriety yeah uh because because as far as i was aware 
Toby Fox was was more or less Homestuck music guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when when a music guy announces a video game, I don't think many people have, like, high expectations for it. But, of course, like... The Kickstarter kind of popped off because he was attached to the Homestuck fandom, and the, the Homestuck fandom will love to throw their money at shit. Oh uh, God, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm not sure, like, by by what margin it succeeded, like how far it went by the the goal amount, but I know it did pretty well and and reached a good many stretch goals. Uh, I know on the Kickstarter there was <laughs> one of the what what of the tiers was you get your you get your fan troll in Undertale, uh, as a, as a reference to you get your fan troll in Homestuck from the Hive Swap Kickstarter, which is a reference to our Patreon, which is a reference, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the in the in the podcast, yeah, um, which is pretty funny because like the the person who ended up sweeping up the the get your fan troll in Undertale tier was not they did not have a fan troll they were a furry and they had their furry put in undertale uh <laughs> and i don't think either of us fought so sorry the the critically acclaimed secret boss in undertale i did not but i watched a video of it yeah. um because um i that was another thing that i kind of like a talking point I adopted for a while was like super hating on it because it was very popular to hate on. Yeah. For a while. Um, and I have begrudgingly, uh, been forced to go back and be like, it's not too bad. <laughs> um, it, the, the, the re, the, so I, okay. Um, yeah. So there are a number of characters in Undertale that are like fan designed, right? Yeah. Um, like, uh, I think Muffet is the one that people like to cite as, like, the good one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, So Sorry is one of those characters, and I believe that the reason that, uh, the reason that the, it, it got so much flack was because it was, because the, it, well, not even discovered, like, it was, it was kind of open, that, uh, the, the person who donated for So Sorry to be in the game, um, was like a, a furry like fat fetish artist yeah um and it was a little bit it, it was a little bit more difficult to get away with being that on the internet uh six years ago yeah yeah um i feel like the boss fight is like inoffensive enough that now it could fly um there, there's kind of this whole like uh i don't know if it's like an i, I don't know what to call it like this this idea like meme of like rich furries ruining kickstarters that have custom character <laughs> things in them yeah. uh, because what happened because what happened to the kaiju combat game um but honestly i don't i feel like if you just removed any uh any outside attachment from from this like you, you wouldn't really be able to tell the weirdest thing about it in the game is how like hidden it is which yeah yeah <laughs> makes it i think that that makes it weird I it's it's almost as if Toby was ashamed of it and, and put it in this corner where you have you have to like like there's a there's a hidden path and it's in like a really weird point in the game and you can only get to the boss fight on a specific day at a specific time a specific day and time in the real world yeah yeah 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I I constantly wonder how Toby feels about So Sorry. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I still kind of lean towards, like, um, I feel like if Toby was that uh, ashamed of it, like, he should have just reached out and been like, hey, could you, like, uh, maybe make this a little bit less weird? Because it's still a little, like... I don't know. I, I feel like as somebody who has been on the internet for a long time and seen a lot of fetish porn and seen the way that people can get about it, like, I it, it, it smells weird. Yeah, yeah. Given how hidden away it is. Yeah. Um, But I, I think that, like, if it was, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think it's that bad uh, in a void, in a vacuum. I, the only problem I have with it Coming from the point of view of a Homestuck fan, I, I think it's kind of sad that, like, there's no, like, actual fan troll that's been, like, immortalized in Undertale. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Damn. As to your earlier uh, thing you brought up, though, the the original goal of the Undertale Kickstarter was $5,000, and it made $51,124. I, I would say that is pretty successful. <laughs> That is uh, that is kind of successful, yeah, yeah. It's not two million dollars successful, but it's it's pretty dang successful. Well, what was the Homestuck Kickstarter asking? Like seventy thousand at base, something like that. Uh, they got two million, <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a pretty good ratio right there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but yeah, Undertale succeeds. Uh, Toby proceeds to to program Undertale in Andrew Hussey's basement. Uh, pretty sure that's confirmed that 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 story is true. Uh, but even if it's not true, I choose to believe that it's true. Um, and then the game came out, and then the fandom exploded. It it was it's it's still kind of unreal. Um, so I was in I was in like school at the time, uh, like high school, um. And I remember, like, the, it was just fucking massive with, like, the kids who were, like, younger. Uh, like, a lot of the freshmen were, like, super, super into Undertale. Yeah. Um, it tended, it tended to skew younger, but, like, you know, it, it, I, it was still, like, people, kids my age were still, like, talking about it and shit. Um, it was genuinely, like, incredible how, uh, it's, it's rare for an internet phenomenon, well, especially it was rare, like, five or six years ago for like in internet phenomenon to like gain so much traction. It is like inescapable in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when like people were like drawing like flowy on whiteboards and stuff, it was, it, I, I had a little bit of more incentive to like play the game before I ended up hating it because it was just so fucking ubiquitous. Right. Um, and then, like, online, uh, there's this whole phenomenon that I honestly still struggle to wrap my head around of, like, the Undertale AU. Yeah, the... It... Well, AUs are not, like, a, a unique thing to Undertale. Like, like they're a pretty, no. like, global fandom... Fandom-spanning thing. People are gonna make their AUs, but the fact that... The Undertale AUs, so many of them cropped up, and then so many of them became popular, and then people started making, like, AUs of AUs, and it... I I wish that, like, there was some fandom historian who would, like, go and, like, 
track the history and create like a family tree of AUs because that <laughs> that shit has got to be fascinating. Because it... the genealogy of yeah Iowa. yeah yeah right like like you say like most fan like it's not a unique fandom thing right but like most fandom AUs are like there's like well like let's look at Homestuck for instance um how many like super popular homestuck au's were there like while the comic was running like in the early 2010s like um, you had like human stuck which i don't think was like a formalized universe just kind of like a, a redesign trend yeah uh there was that there 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 were like the the multitude of like blood swapping au's mm-hmm. uh there i i i know like I forget what it was called. It was like Aquarium Stuck or something. Got pretty popular at one point. What was Aquarium Stuck? Uh, like all the trolls were like, <laughs> they were like sea creatures in in an aquarium or something like that. <laughs> I never heard of this. Um, probably probably the most notable one that was like its its own little thing. Uh, was Featherbent. Uh, Featherbent got like really big and had its own game. Uh, I have no idea what these things are. Uh, Featherbent, uh, w- imagine Dave Sprite, but that's like everyone. That's that's what Featherbent is. Everyone's like bird human things. I will take a hundred copies. Yeah, uh, it, it it got its own little visual novel, uh, and I think it still exists to some ex- some extent. But they've like moved on from like Homestuck related, like it's mm-hmm. its own thing, and that's probably the most notable one. But like. Undertale, man, there's so many. I don't know the names of them, but I get I can picture like twenty different Sans AUs like in my head. Yeah, uh, we've both seen the, the Super Eye Patch Wolf video on this. Uh, I think, which is where like, which is like kind of what opened my my third eye to like the extent of these. But like, uh, even like years ago, like. Un- what, what was the first edgy one underfell? That was the first edgy one, right? I, like, I think so. Yeah, the one where like everybody is fucked up and evil. Um, that got really popular really fast. Um, like the, <laughs> the, I mean, to me, underfell is always going to be the source of the 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 tootsie roll pick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fucking tootsie roll pick. <laughs> classic, classic. <laughs> um. But like it cannot be understated that the the reason that the Tootsie Roll meme pick exists um is because like this fucking edgy Undertale AU like lifted off the ground and people were like obsessively horny for Sans but evil um it's fucked up <laughs> yeah it, it was a lot and like. Like, like, there was the Under, like, Under Fell was, like, the first big one. I think that that definitely got its own fan game, probably relatively early on. Um, like, there were, like, a lot of derivatives, like, I know that one of the other popular AUs was, like, Underswap, where, like, a lot of characters, like, were swapped personality-wise, like, Sans Papyrus or whatever, Undyne and Alphys. Um, and then, like, there was, like, Fell Swap, which combined these, and this is where, like, the, the family tree begins. Um, but, like, the thing about the, uh, like, Undertale AUs is that, uh, there's, like, so many derivative works of it, and then they are, like, massively popular. Like, yeah. there's an entire universe of these that 
most people are not aware of where like you like a a, a, a hyper specific uh undertale au can have like a a fandom like collab yeah. of animations yeah. and it will have like double digit millions of views on youtube um which like the the fact that like this is still going on is just an incredible testament to like the staying power of this game right and how much it appeals to like younger people especially i think yeah um it's really interesting yeah it, it it's it's weird because i feel like um on this show we spend most of our time talking about things that we are the target audience for or were or like yeah. i don't know well homestuck like you know, we kind of grew up with it. Um, I feel pretty comfortable lumping myself in the target audience of Homestuck. Yeah. Um, Undertale feels like something that is meant to resonate with with, with a generation younger than me. Um, and I can certainly appreciate it, but it feels really strange to... And it, it, I mean, it's, it's nice, but it feels very strange to, like, see how hard people latch onto it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Um, do you talk about the actual game? We can't talk about the actual game. Yeah, because we did. We did play it. We did. Um, we did, and it was great. Yes, I, I really, I really liked it. Just so we're clear, um, you, you played it on PC, right? I played it on PC. Okay, I played it on PS4. Just, okay. just to see if, if there were. Di- I knew there were differences. I just wanted to see how different of an experience it was because when I, when I first played it, of course, I played it on PC. Did you? What, what did you? Uh, is there anything is is there anything worth mentioning in that vein? Um, the, as far as differences, uh, it's I probably should have played it on on Nintendo Switch because that probably would have had like an even bigger difference with that because I know there's like an extra boss in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as for PS4, uh, mo- some of the flavor text was changed. Uh, some of the functionality of the game was changed because you know like. At certain points, the game will crash, uh, but you can't you can't exactly do that with a, with a PS4 game. Sony will get mad if you include a deliberate <laughs> crash. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 most notable difference that that is present in in all console releases is is the inclusion of the dog shrine, uh, <laughs> which which considering it came out the the game the game's first console release I think was on PS4. Uh, it felt like a way to just have trophies in the game, like like to really pad it out with trophies. Because like you get you get trophies in the game based on like the locations you go to, uh, and there's like three achievements based on like getting items, and they're pretty. It's pretty funny because like the the first items that you encounter are the the, the candy bowl in, in the ruins. And so you uh-huh. get like all of the item achievements just from taking the entire candy bowl. So it it, it was pretty funny. Um, but the dog shrine, um, it it is under Sans and Papyrus's sink. Uh, That's great. Um, and there's just a donation box with a framed image of of Toby Fox annoying dog, and you just put money in it. And the the it is it, it is incredibly annoying because like you can't like deposit like there's no selector for the amount of money you just have to input 
one gold at a time. And, oh my god. And, like, the first donation, it only accepts one, and then, like, the next donation, it only accepts two, and, like, it keeps going like that. Uh, but it's not, like, one per each thing. Because, like, you leave the room and, like, go back in for the donations to have effect, and and more things will pop up in the room, and they're all completely useless shit. Like, I, I know there was, like, some rope. Uh, <laughs> there was a boom box that plays, uh, I, I think it was a remix of the 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 Temi theme, but it's like, <laughs> but if you keep interacting with the boombox, it just keeps speeding it up and you cannot slow it down. Uh, and it gets to the point where you, you, I think the max donation was like 150 gold. Uh, it, it all culminates in ending up donating like 300 and something gold total. Uh, and it is very much a waste of time because you don't get anything good out of it. Except trophies, uh, and that's the that's the only real difference in in the console release outside of the the extra boss that's in the Switch release. Yeah, I know that you're like you're like a a, a, a platinum trophy free. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think that based on that and based on some of the details much later in the game, that I think Toby Fox might have some perhaps disdain for that style of approaching video games yeah uh the 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 trophies felt like they were very much like somebody made him put them there that's what mm. it felt like but i don't i don't think that's true i i i don't know how publishing games on on playstation works but there's a there's a huge number of games on there that don't have trophies and mm. and i don't I don't think like the uh, the company he worked with to like get it like localized or anything would require anything. So it, it's probably all jokes, just just poking fun at people. Some light commentary. Yeah, yeah. Because there were there were no like there was no like you get a trophy for beating the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 would have been really fucked up if he were like, "Hey guys, you have to beat Sands to to get the final trophy." <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been really fucked up and evil. Uh, then, well, then you would have actually been motivated to beat him. True, true. <laughs> and, uh, let's, let's focus on like the 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 first ta- the first playthrough experience first, I guess, because I think that the 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 genocide run and Sands and all that like it also comes with a more of a meta discussion, and like I want I want I want to yeah. go into actually yeah. like the game first, so yeah. like. So, so the neutral playthrough. Um, I, I'm not sure if the neutral route is my favorite or not. Um, and I think that's probably a contrarian take to say the neutral route is your favorite. Um, but I, I thought it was really cool. Um, and I liked the ending a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that. Uh, I guess this is maybe skipping ahead a little bit. Like the neutral, the the. I think that like the, the the whole thing with Undertale, um, the, the impression that I got from it is that a lot of it is just not meant to be like Frisk's story. Yeah. Um, and I think that the neutral the neutral ending really kind of underlines that because it just ends like you get a like it you you leave you get a call from uh from Sans and he's like 
hey, here's how all the people who you interacted with are doing, um, or aren't if you killed them. Uh, and then, like, it just, the, the story just kind of ends with, like, no hint of, like, what Frisk's next, like, wh- where Frisk, like, wh- anything regarding them. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like that a lot. Um, I think it sets a good, like, starting point for the next playthroughs. Yeah. I, I feel like the neutral route is, is more enjoyable on your very first time, uh, because, like, there's a whole lot of things that you're gonna like miss out on if if you if you go into it with the mindset of I have to spare everyone to get the true ending. Yeah. Uh especially especially some of the flavor text if you if you try to like go back and fix your mistakes. I, I know one of the big mistakes that uh, a lot of people face on on their first Undertale playthrough is they end up killing Toriel. And yeah. and a lot of people will regret that like immediately. And they'll they'll like reset their game, and then immediately they're met with Flowey telling them, "I know what you fucking did," <laughs> and it makes it so much more interesting to to like go in blind like that because you get you get really specific interactions that you would only get if you're like a gamer who feels remorse. <laughs> yeah, and it it, encur- it encourages that, right? Like yeah. the on the the neutral playthrough, like. It is extremely easy to kill Toriel by accident because you have to like you have to hit her. Um, I think to progress the battle. Um, and at some point when she's at like half HP, like barely under half, like your next attack will just kill her. Yeah. Um, which I think probably everybody who's played the game blind knows because you know it's you're meant to fall into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the neutral the neutral route does like a really good job, I think, of like establishing. Um, how interlinked, like, the, h- how the game remembers, uh, which I think is what draws a lot of people to it, or, like, a- is appealing to a lot of people about it. Because um, Undertale, if for anybody who has no, who's never fucking played the game, like, is very good at, uh, at, um, keeping track of information. Like, there's an incredibly complex, like, flag system for about a million different systems in the game. Yeah. Um, of stuff that is and isn't auto-saved, so, like, the the, the, tor- the Toriel thing is, like, just one of many of those. Um, and I honestly feel like the game could maybe stand on its own with just the neutral path, because there's so much variation to how it can end. Yeah, agree. Um, I kind of, I kind of wish that, like, I had taken more time to, to explore it, but I definitely would have gotten sick of it after a while, because, like, uh, depending on, like, who you do and don't, uh, spare, like, there's all this different dialogue at the end, like, things progress differently, like, um, and, like, you can kind of just pick and choose, like, who, like, who you spare. Yeah. Through a neutral playthrough. Um, like, y- like, you can kill Papyrus, you can, you can just kill Papyrus, you can kill Papyrus and Undyne, you can just kill Undyne. Uh, it, there, there's, there's, like, a ton of different factors to it, I think it's, it's it's genuinely amazing to me that fucking Toby Fox actually got this game made when he was, like, an undergraduate in college. Like, right? so much thought put into it. And do we know, like, what he went to college for? I would assume something computer-y. I don't know. Because he, he said a few times that, like, he's not a programmer. And there's... I, I can't tell if he's joking or not. Cause like the, the the post that comes to mind is he he took a screenshot uh, of 
of Undertale source code while he was making the game. And there was a fucking case statement that that had like 300 lines of like manually coded cases and like most of them were empty. Oh my god. And I was like <laughs> it's one of the, it is such a funny image cuz like that's one of those things that's like he's not a programmer because of like you don't have to make a case for every case. <laughs> I I really don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't like I don't know. Like I I, I we we're we're both develop programmers developers yeah. by trade, I guess. Um I feel like I've done some really stupid shit when I was when I was in school. I still do stupid shit, but I'm better at calling myself out on it. Of course, that. of course. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, that is, like, such, like, an amateurish, um, like, thing you do when you're in your first year of learning how to code that you look back on and you're like, wow, I really did that. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Well, I don't, I don't know. I... <laughs> I'm sure it's public information somewhere, like what he went to school for. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really care to speculate too hard on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And the whole game is like made in Game Maker, right? So like that's a whole yeah. Uh, that's a whole framework for obviously to make making games easier. Um, but yeah, hmm. yeah, it's. <sighs> <laughs> and I guess it just makes all the more amazing, like how much, um, how much fucking work uh, is went into the like the planning and like of like just the neutral route, um, and like all of the the whole flag system of what does and doesn't show up, um. But yeah, like, <sighs> yeah, even even outside, uh, like mechanics. Uh-huh. It, it's such a pleasant experience. Uh, yeah. He, he, the characters in this game are, are so nice to talk to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, one of the things that I was scared of when I went back to replay it was, like, I, I, I was like, is this going to have aged well? And I don't mean, like, in a sense of, like, Homestuck, where it's like, oh, God, am I going to... Is there going to be racism around the corner? Um, it's It's more in a sense of, like, uh oh people talk differently in the internet different than how they did uh five or five or six or seven years ago um is this just going to be like annoying yeah um and i was like pleased to find out that in most cases the answer is no it's 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 fine um yeah it's 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 very pleasant to go through um i the the I don't know where to start. Toriel. Toriel. Toriel is like a a more likable character than like most video game characters. Yes. I think. Yes. Um, I care about Toriel. Uh, it's very hard to not care about Toriel. I think. Um, because like she's just a caring mother figure. Um, and you just immediately feel really bad for her all the time. <laughs> um. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I'm struggling to like come up with anything besides like vague praise. Yeah, for most of yeah. the characters. Um. Uh, I'm gonna say it. Toby was onto something when when he lets you 
flirt with Toriel. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew you were gonna say some shit. The the fact that there's a specific like like a line you get in the game if you if you call her mom and then flirt with her is is wait, so funny. Wait, is there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toby, my man. <laughs> What's going on? Hey god, I gotta <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta pull it up now because like if you do it, uh like it's brought up at the end of the game too. I wow. It's it's really funny. Uh uh yeah, at the end of the game, uh Toriel says to Sans, uh Sans, did I tell you about the time Frisk flirted with me and then asked to call me mother? Man. <laughs> it did not did not need Sans to know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> I knew that we were gonna end up like hopping on like how Toriel is kind of like the 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 sexy character of the game, um, and on one hand it's like I don't know how to feel about it because like you know they're 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 little they're little pixels um they're little pixel characters in this game for little kids, um on the other hand, uh Toby really really nailed the appeal of like single mom. <laughs> Um, with extreme finesse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, she's just, like, a sweet character, um, regardless. Uh, and I think that, like, I, I think that Toriel kind of exemplifies, like, some of the appeal of Undertale, um, in general, where, like, uh, it's, it's, like, very much like a game for, for kids, most of the time, I would say the target audience is definitely like younger teenagers. Um, probably a probably a, a E ten plus rating style game. Yeah. Uh, if if it didn't say kill and stuff in it, um, but like a lot of the drama around like uh Toriel and Asgore is like very much I think something that they put in like for older players because it is. The the family drama is like really tough and bittersweet. Yeah. Um, considering that like there I as far as I know, there's like no way to, to get them to get back together. Like it is just fated that they just did not work out. Yeah. After horrible family tragedy. Um Sorry, Asgore, Sans is fucking your ex wife now. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that's, like, the, the, the that's part of, like, the fun of it is, like, the levity of it, right? Because, like, there's the whole side of it where it's, like, um, there was this horrible, horrible thing that happened to them. Like, they lost two children. Yeah. They split up, like, they have never seen eye to eye ever again. Like, Asgore misses his wife. Toriello is firmly over it. Um... And then, like, on the other hand, it's, like, now she's... N- now, like... Sans and Toriel is the endgame pairing, <laughs> and it's just, it's so fucking, it like, I feel like that's, like, really emblematic of, like, the, the style of humor and writing in this game. Like, everything is a double-edged sword like that. Yeah. Or not even, that's not the right term for it, but, like, everything has that kind of, uh, those, those dimensions to it. Yeah. Um, and it makes it really compelling, I think. Uh... But yeah, like I, I and I think that like putting Toriel at the start of the game is like a really uh good introduction because she kind of works well on her own already. 
Yeah. Um, there's not like there's not like a lot of comedy. Uh, well, there is. Like when when you start at the ruins, um, the, the jokes are all like she's immediately super overprotective of you, and then like the jokes turn into like Frisk wants to leave, uh, and Toriel does not want to lose another child. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like like the 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 comedy immediately turns extremely sad. Uh, and yeah, it, it. I like how we went from saying like, "Oh, it's so pleasant," to now it's like, "Okay, it's really depressing a lot of the time." Um, but both things are true. Both things are true. Yeah, Undertale is so good at being sad. Yes, I. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me how 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 this this funny little game and these funny little pixels end up being so depressing at points. It, it's because that damn soundtrack, Toby, and that damn music. The soundtrack uh, does a lot of heavy fuck, a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Um. Like, I, I kind of question if like uh, like the emotional uh high points of the of the game would work nearly as well if it was if it was like a less talented or composer if like you just put in like stock music over it um i i i doubt that it would which is not a slight on the writing at all but more of a compliment just how hard the music can hit yeah um yeah like and I think the game kind of does a good job of, like, balancing levity, because, like, as soon as you get out of the ruins, like, you're introduced to, like, Sans Papyrus, who, for, on a normal playthrough, for all intents and purposes, are, like, just pure comic relief. Yeah. Um, I, I am so glad that I still think Sans is funny, or, uh, it's, like, Papyrus, mostly, because I think Papyrus, um, more so is the one where, like, the, it's kind of trying harder to be funny. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's still funny. I, I I am still a huge fan of the initial Sans handshake, whoopee cushion in the hand, bit. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. Love a good fart joke. <laughs> <laughs> Love me a good fart joke. Um, yeah, I, the way that Sans is established is another like big like kind of defining tonal thing for Undertale. I think. Yeah. Uh, because like. He's he's funny, like every, like he's the meme character. Uh, everyone everyone loves the good Sans joke, uh, but like the game does a really good job of like juggling like him being like kind of this kind of scary unknown uh, versus the funny skeleton who drinks ketchup, yeah. and slacks off. Like there, there's a lot of allusions to like how powerful he is in in the neutral route, but you you don't you don't really get a full grasp on it because boy howdy that is safe for the genocide route uh there's there's like a little bit there's like the I, there's like two instances i think when he shows up at first like he's like vaguely threatening and then like when you go to when, when he offers to to make you take him to the hotel restaurant like he says like hey if i hadn't promised toriel i would have fucking killed you buddy yeah yeah there's also like the the like teleportation shit. Like he's very clearly teleporting all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that kind of falls more into like comic relief, though. Like I feel like that's a little bit um, a, like within the bounds of funny. Yeah, that he can just be places. Yeah, the, the Saints is a funny character. Yeah, um, and I, I think he's he's great. I I think it's interesting how like the the neutral route 
th- things start off like not that serious and mm-hmm. and like as as you go on like like the it starts to escalate a bit like the gravity of the situation and like Asgore's intent uh and uh, all the all the allusions to that uh it, it has an interesting vibe going throughout it while also balancing with this whole you're surrounded by quirky characters mm-hmm. uh interesting i mean asgore himself is still like super quirky like yeah it it juggles that right up until the end um i think the only like the only real character who like doesn't have like any who like the quirkiness that like is like stripped off very rapidly is flowey yeah um which is like funny cuz he's the talking flower but like it the game does a good job of making the the flower like menacing yeah <laughs> um cuz like the like the, you you before you before you meet Toriel, like you, there's like the, the, the like the intro thing where Flowey is like, uh, tries to kill you, like take you by surprise and kill you. Um, and uh, it immediately is like, oh, this guy's like a sicko. Yeah. Um, and then like you don't like see him again, but there's constant allusions to to him to like flowers. Yeah. Um. Like, there's, like, a minor mention that, like, Papyrus, uh, is, like, a, a flower keeps talking to Papyrus. Um, I, there's, like, a flower, there's, like, an echo flower somewhere in, um, in Waterfall, where, like, I believe it ha- it's supposed to be, like, uh, Flowey talking to Toriel. I think that's somewhere. I remember seeing that in the wiki, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, but, like, Flowey, after the start, is, like, not, like, really wacky. Um, and then he just began, and he's like a fucking Photoshop flowy happens. Um, but yeah, like, who else? Like, fucking, um, I don't know. I feel like, I want to bring up Alphys, um, but I, I feel like that will kind of require segueing into the, the, the pacifist route, but that's, that's fine, I guess. Um, the, I think that the, the, the one case where, like, it got under my skin was definitely Alphys. I know, like, when you're trying to progress through Hot through Hotland, yeah, for the first time, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a very unpopular opinion to hate on Alphys. I, I disliked her more back in the day, but but on this playthrough, I just. I, I found some of the Alpha stuff, like, more entertaining. I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't like, hate. I didn't, like, hate her immediately. Yeah. Um, I mean, I ended up not hating her, but, like, uh, I, the, the <laughs> it's definitely put there to annoy you, right? Like, the, the big one I can think of that's, like, definitely there to be annoying is when, um, you're, like, she calls you in the middle of trying to hit a buttons on a conveyor belt <laughs> to... That's funny. That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> Yeah, per- perfectly engineered to be annoying, though, um, if you had to actually, like, go back and do it, but then it, like, psychs you out. Yeah. Uh, or, like, trying trying to leave the lab, and, like, every three steps, uh, you get a phone alert that she tweeted again. Um, and, like, I think it's, it, it, it partially, it, it partially annoyed me because, obviously, it's, like, meant to be annoying, but also because, like, it, 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 it's, it's, 
it's weird because she still like tweets or like she still posts like a like a like a fandom geek from like pre twenty fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it and it got a little bit it got a little bit annoying. Um which is maybe a personal problem. I don't know. I don't know if like zoomers who were not alive for the uh golden age of I'm trash style humor. I don't know if that'll <laughs> get under their skin or not. <laughs> But it's a it's a little bit of an unwelcome throwback. I think it's like the one thing that like really dates the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! We didn't talk about Undyne. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, Undyne's great. Um, Love Undyne. I don't know what to really say about Undyne besides she's like awesome, uh, really entertaining character. I mean, I mean, I guess since we're still talking about the neutral route, you don't really get a good feel for Undyne as a character because she's she just kind of exists as a force to like antagonize you and be yeah. silent and try to kill you well you can do the papyrus and undyne dates on the neutral route um on your first playthrough oh you can um, yeah i did them because i didn't know i i just was like oh i'll do these i didn't realize they were required for pacifist so i ended up doing them twice i i knew they were re- required for pacifist but i i figured out you could do the the papyrus one b- before you actually get to the the end of the while you're still in the neutral route uh back in the day because i just kind of stumbled upon it uh mm-hmm. but I, di- I didn't know you could still do the undyne one i thought i thought you yeah. had to wait until you got to the end of the game and then flowey's like hey why don't you why don't you go talk to these people no you can uh you can go and you can do it um like as soon as uh you enter hotland i think like it, as long as you do the passless route thing where like you you give her the glass of you give her like the cup of water yeah yeah um, you can just go back and do it, huh. uh, as soon, like, immediately. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, you learn something about this yeah. game every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of almost wish you couldn't, although at the same time, like, I think that would tamp- tamper, t- ham- that would hamper the freedom of the neutral route. Yeah. Um, only because I ended up, like, doing it twice. And I also, I didn't know that apparently, uh, if you have a save, like, right before the end of the neutral ending, um, like, you can, like... If you do Photoshop Flowey and then like you 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 don't like reset, um, you can just load your save from before the last fights and then like just go and do that stuff and then you can get the pass sending like immediately. Damn, that's crazy. Which is a thing you can apparently do, and I would have appreciated knowing about it. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's more recently discovered tech. I don't know Undertale tech. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it. I feel like a lot of like it, it, the uh, the Undyne development is like more. There's, there's not really it, it. It's it's still the same stuff, but like less because you don't get you don't end up with the the al- You don't you 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 can't do the alpha state or anything like that on the on a neutral playthrough. Yeah. Um. So you lose that stuff. Um. But yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's interesting that we're like I think it's kind of difficult to go through this in the way that like we go to like Evangelion, um, character by character because like the characters in the sh- game are like still ultimately pretty simplistic yeah <laughs> um because it, it's it's still like a very uh i don't want to call it like super childish but like it is like ultimately like a game like for for younger people yeah um and the characters are are fun they're 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 a blast but they're still there's not like a ton to most of them um but yeah uh the neutral ending um 
I still think that uh that Asgore like breaking the mercy option is like one of the coolest things ever. It is it is so fucking cool and it it is it is a complete shame that that fight has now been forever tainted by fingers in his ass Sunday. <laughs> it always pissed me off a little bit how how fingers in his ass Sunday has sands and it's the sands hallway but it uses the Asgore music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say now. I I wanted to bring that up. I don't know what to up. say about fingers in his ass Sunday. It was it's a good meme. Yeah, it, as soon as I got to that fight and the song started playing, I like pogged. I was like, oh shit, it's, it's the song. <laughs> See, I, um, Bergen Trucken was always like my favorite song. Uh, like probably my favorite song in the game. Like at least like battle fight, like a battle fight song. Yeah. Uh, like, even, like, way back when I first played it, so, like, this was, this predated Fingers in His Ass Sunday being a meme, um, so, like, it, it never really was ruined for me, um, <laughs> but that is really fucking funny. Man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you had, like, one of the best bosses in the game ruined for you by, by MMD Kumaida dancing. It happens. Did you, never mind, I'll, 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 I'll ask you that after the, after we finish recording. This is about the Komeda figure. Yes! Like the, <laughs> where, like, the, the it's photographed in, like, a backdrop that looks like the last corridor. Yes! Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, anyways, Asgore fight feels bad uh, yeah. being forced to, like, attack him. It's bad feeling. Especially if you, yeah. if you if you go the entire route avoiding, avoiding conflict. Uh, yeah, I, I know when I got to it on my first playthrough, I was like, "Man, I don't want to do this." Yeah, I kind of like it. Um, it's 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 tough. It's tough shit because Asgore is like a very difficult character to like, you know, actually have any spite for. Um, but like, uh, I kind of like the thematics of um, like you can go through like sometimes you have to do shit the hard way. Yeah, or like. Or sometimes the hard way, like you can't just do the same thing every time. Um, and I, I kind of like that. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's an awesome fight. I, I honestly like wish. I, I feel like Asgore is a stronger last fight than Photoshop Flowey. Yeah. Um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what the the consent. Well, I don't know what the fandom consensus is on literally anything. Um, I don't know what people think of Photoshop Flyway. When I was younger, I didn't like the Photoshop Flyway fight that much because I thought it was kind of like a shock value thing. Um, but I think that it still works. Um, I don't think that it's entirely relying on shock value. Um, but I, um, it, it feels weaker than the other end, than like, uh, well, not the other endings because the genocide ending is like fucking nothing. Um, but it, it just doesn't, hit as hard as the Asgore fight does, I think. Yeah. I like the sentiment of it, like, the, the human souls of, of, mm-hmm. of those who have died before you are now helping you out. Uh, but... Yeah, the the Asgore fight's definitely stronger as an ending. Yeah. Uh, the, the human souls thing is, like, one of my gripes with the game, I gotta say, because it feels like it's really underdeveloped. 
Um, cause like what there's like the lore of like, there's like the six previous human souls, um, that are basically just there to, to window dress the, the, the flowey fight. Yeah. Um, and you don't really learn anything about them. Like all of the, I, I think all the equipment is like associated with the, with them. Yeah. Um, but there's not really much personality given or like information given to those who came before you besides, uh, the first one. Um, which I think is maybe maybe a shame. Yeah, if it, if it were a little bit longer and and like there were there was like flavor text to like talk about the humans that came before you, I feel like that could really improve it. Yeah, I think yeah, the game it, it would definitely not suffer if like there were if there were opportunities to get like allusions to like I don't know the the cowboy human. Yeah. Because I want to know about the cowboy human. Yeah. Or, like, the, the ballet one. <laughs> it, even even if something as little, like, adding more to the room where the the, 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 the caskets are, mm-hmm. like, probably could have really improved it a bit. Because uh, you just, you get to the casket room and it it's, it's kind of impactful to, like, walk into that room and, like, oh, they're all here. <laughs> Uh, yep. ex- except for one of them that's empty, uh, but but Yikes. it's just kind of there. But yeah, I, I I would love to know more about the past humans, because because yeah. the, the situation that the monsters are in, and like I I like the I like the setup that like that like Asgore wants to like bust everybody out, and he's mm-hmm. he's wanting to do it at any cost. Uh, I I like that, but it's just. It just kind of erases like how fucked up it could have been to get there, because it's, it's just faceless humans. Yeah, well, like the, the thing about Asgore that is, um, like the the the, the, the it's the tragedy of Asgore is that like he, uh, I, I, it's revealed at some point that like all you need to cross the barrier is one monster soul and one human soul. So like Asgore could have just taken the one human soul across the barrier, um killed humans uh, in the outside world and then brought back their souls to destroy it. Um, and, like, he didn't want to do that, so he just let the the other humans, like, come get get to him. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, I would probably end up doing the same thing in position because that's a really difficult thing. That's a really difficult thing to ask, right? Like... Either he can go out and he can personally murder a bunch of people for the good of his people, um, or he can not do that, but let his people stay underground. Yeah. And the underground doesn't seem like the worst place to live altogether. Um, like, they're constantly talking about, like, wanting to, to leave, but, I don't know, like, Snowden seems... Seems pretty nice. It seems like they got some good stuff going on. Yeah, I. That's 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 something that I thought about during the playthrough. Like they they want to leave, and I can understand like being being forced underground. Like you're you're naturally gonna want to leave, but like the their society seemed fine. They they seemed fine as is. It didn't really seem like there was much of an incentive for them to like get out of the underground. Yeah, and I guess it would make sense that, like, parts of parts of their society would be more content. Like, you know, w- w- the start of the game, you see Snowden, it seems like they'd seem very... They, they still talk about, like, leaving, but, like, 
the consent just seems a lot more like you know chill yeah about it um and then like you get to like the like the there's not really a lot of like towns um after that yeah uh which i think is another thing that was kind of a shame which there was like more of like a town attached to to the hotel um but then you get to like the hotel and like there's a lot more of like fatigue with whatever kind of monster capitalism they've got going on <laughs> down there <laughs> There's some great commentary. Shout out, oh, shout out Burger Pants. Do you want to talk about Burger Pants? I want to talk about Burger Pants. I fucking love Burger Pants. I also love Burger Pants. Um, Burger Pants is such like a funny character to me. Um, it, it's I, I love like how um what is what does Burger Pants say? Like he's like nineteen. He's like given up, given up on life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so funny. Uh, cause like on one hand, like you know. I fucking, I worked at Burger King. I fucking get it, dude. But it's also really funny for him to be like, yeah, man, I'm 19. I've already fucking given up. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's so funny. Um, I, <laughs> I hate, I hate Googling things. It's like, I went to Google Undertale Burger Pants to find his wiki page. Um, and if you type in literally any... If you type in literally, like, anything, Undertale character, then one of the things that pops up will be Undertale, like, Burger Pants X Reader. Ah! <laughs> nightmare <laughs> world, nightmare has, world. This fandom has gone too far. What do people see in this guy? <laughs> He's fucking... Oh my god. Yeah, uh, Burger Pants rocks. Um, extre- Extremely much captures the the emotional spectrum of being a fucking fry cook yeah <laughs> um I don't, I don't know what else to say about him um this the story about trying to sneak out burgers i don't know and, and that's the, how we got his name burger pants uh incredibly just incredibly cursed story um i love him he's great <sighs> He's just he's he's just the best. Um, I like how his dialogue changes in genocide too. Um, I don't know if you if you noticed that. Oh, I did. Okay, yeah. It's 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 also really funny how like on he's just his nihilism is just all empower like all encompassing on on the genocide route. Um, I love I love his like the main line from that, which is I can't go to hell. Model I'm all out of vacation days. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like working for minimum wage, uh, fucking cooking burgers is is such a good way to just not give a fuck about anything else. So true. Like you can't you can't kill him. You're doing him a favor. Um. But yeah, and, and then like, yeah, and then the draw just like it just ends. Yeah. Which yeah, I I, I said earlier, but like I, I really like it because I think it undercuts very well like how like you know this isn't really about um about the main character it's not really about frisk it's about like your experience like with with the game and like uh how people like how everyone what everyone's outcome was based on what how you how you treated them yeah um and i think i think that's great same um i don't i don't i don't really think it needs like a bigger conclusion um but boy, oh boy, it gets one. Yeah, I I gotta say, I I do appreciate the fact that like Flowey pops up and is like, "Hey, you should 
you could, you could try to do things a little different this time. Maybe get a better yeah. outcome. Because uh, it, it uh, very much circumvents that, that the, the problem with other games that have multiple endings where people just stop. The Nier Automata yeah, the, uh, week one problem? I I didn't know about that, but at, at the end of the game... Because I had multiple people tell me that there's like multiple endings and I have to like get them to like fully appreciate the game but it was very funny playing the game and getting like a note at the end of uh route a that was like hey the game's not over (laughs) keep playing yeah i appreciate that like that that toby put that there like hey you know maybe things would be different if you did different things um because, like, the whole point of it is, like, really, like, to, to explain, like, the sandbox of it. Yeah. Of, like, being, like, a short game that you can fuck around in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then, and then like, you, then you do the, the, the true pacifist route. Which, I think, I think that basically everybody does neutral pacifist and then genocide. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's very popular to do genocide first. I don't know if that's because, like, people, like, it's common knowledge that it fucks up your other endings. Uh. Um... I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's because of that. I just feel like it's human nature <laughs> to, 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 to not try to kill everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was having a discussion earlier today, actually, um, about this, like how I feel like the the genocide route is like just hidden, like, like uh, close enough to the surface that I think that it's. I don't think I think the mass majority of people probably would not end up doing it their first playthrough, but I think that it's not totally unfeasible that like somebody who was used to grinding in RPGs would do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because like you have to kill like what like the, some number of enemies in the ruins, and then the save points start giving you quotas yeah. to fill. Yeah, and then like it, then it's like very easy to follow, pretty much. Yeah, um, but that's the genocide route. We're, we're talking about the pacifist route now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Pacifist Route is also very easy to obtain, because all you have to do is fucking spare everything. Um, and spare everything is, like, not not that hard. Um, but yeah, I... Th- I guess there's not really a lot of differences to talk about. Um, I... The, the Papyrus and Undyne... The Papyrus date is, is cute, it's funny. Um, I think my favorite thing I discovered, uh, these... Play through the game was... Recently was that, um... Uh, at the start of the papyrus date, um, it gives you a cue like to press C to to bring up the 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 dating HUD. Yeah, and you can just not press it, uh- <laughs> and it just never brings it up. Damn, and y- y- you just don't have it. And I that that was really funny to me. Um, you know, papyrus I think is a very fun, like you know, childlike appealing character. Yeah, it's a funny um, guy. He's a funny guy. He likes spaghetti. He's a funny guy. I, I like his cool guy outfit where he has like basketballs like on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great, great stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, the Undyne date is like also the Undyne date is fun. Um, I guess we kind of skipped over Undyne a little bit, but like, I I think Undyne is a very fun character. Um, yeah. Not a ton i don't think there's like a ton of dimension to her um because like most of the cast um but like i i kind of i enjoy like the whole thing where it's like she has to like fucking go 110 percent on everything um and it's 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 a fun thing it's it's fun she's the anime protagonist character um 
and I think that uh the 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 date sequence where you just destroy her house is like probably one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's very very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the real thing with the with the true passive route, I think I think that like the the passive route is like probably where the game. Uh, kind of goes the hardest on being like its own narrative and not like less of a meta thing. Yeah. Where it, it really brings out the main theme of the like the, the narrative theme being like um uh like forgiveness um and letting people make amends. Uh because the 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 main thing that like I think is like more coherent is uh is Alphys. Yes. Um and her I guess redemption arc, kind of, um, because Alphys is very Alphys is like a very easy character to hate at first, and I think she's she's meant to be that way, um, but like, I I really found myself coming around on her, um, with with the true pacifist route, uh, and like, I I think that um the the lesson that like you can come away with with like. Alphys getting redemption by by just sharing her secret to people who care about her and dealing with the consequences like responsibly. I think that that's a really good takeaway um to put in a game for little kids. Yes. And I really I really like it. Um and it, it made me like Alphys a lot more, I think. Uh like And it's also like um not realistic because most people don't. Most people do not uh, meld people together into fucked up <laughs> amalgamates, um, forever altering the course of their lives. But like, I I like the way that it's set up where, um, you just kind of have this vague idea that she's done something bad, um, and you encourage her to share it, um, and then you get to find out what she did. Yeah. Um, because that's kind of like how that situation would work in real life, right? Like, it's not... It's... It, it's 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 not like you have a choice yeah, um, yeah. in the game as to whether or not you forgive her. Uh, it's just kind of like, well, let's hear you out, and then let's work with the consequences from that. Um, as for, like, the, the actual, like, True Passive's ending, like, with Asriel, like... Oh, you don't want to talk about the lab? Oh, I mean, like, well, the lab is cool. I think the lab is, like, uh, um, a fun little Earthbound reference. Earthbound, you may Nikki fuckfest. Um. Cool, cool. I It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. Back when the game first came out, I was terrified of the true lab. The, it's spooky. It, it's so fucking spooky in there. I, Toby needs to make a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that like probably a, a good chunk of the True Lab is just like lifted from Yume Nikki. Um, I don't know if you've ever played Yume Nikki. You should play Yume Nikki. I, I, you should play Yume Nikki. You talk about it all the time, so maybe I will. Everybody should play Yume Nikki. Um, it's it's the best video game that's not a video game at all. Um, but yeah, I, there's a lot of Earthbound in there. Um, I think maybe I'm too much of a gamer to be scared by the True Lab. Um, Whatever, I'm just man. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this sounds like the this sounds like the end of Earthbound. Whatever, man. I don't that even, spooky, I don't the know. spooky, the spooky thing that tucks you into bed is like a <laughs> Yuminiki thing. 
I, I like to, I like to think that Texture into bed it's cute. It's like the only cute it's, well, not the only cute thing in there. I like the dog. The dog amalgamation thing creature. It has a name, I forget what it is. Um uh endogeny. Hell yes. Uh but I, I really like how the lab like starts like alluding to like what's really going on in Undertale. Mm-hmm. Uh all of the notes on the wall and then the the videotapes. Uh it's interesting. I like it. Yeah, the the videotapes I think are probably the most powerful part of it cuz like the the revelation that like the first human was like not great. Yeah. <laughs> um I think it's really impactful. But like uh it, it, everything in Undertale like up until then like you have people you have like characters who like have like a flaw um that is there for the purpose of them not being perfect. Um, but like, there's no, like the only character who's like really fucked up and evil is like flowey, but he's like cartoonishly. So, yeah. Um, and the, 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 the lore reveal on like, uh, Asriel and Kara is really, um, it feels like getting the rug put out from under you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause before that, like, the, the first human, like, car is, like, really only ever alluded to, like, very vaguely. Um, and you just kind of assume, like, oh, he's, like, another, he's, like, another kid, like me. Um, uh, but actually, they were, they were very bad. Um, and, and sucked. Fucked up and evil. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And it's... The, the, the reveal that, like... Not only is is Flowey like Azrael reincarnated, but also that uh, Azrael like he's kind of like a victim. Like the it, this will happen because of some scheme called like dreamed up by Kara. Yeah. Um, it is it's it's a little bit upsetting. Um, because it just it just feels unfair. Um. I think like the actual the actual ending ending of the pat true passus route like it really underlines that. Yeah. It's man. So fucking sad. <laughs> I I I think the ending of the pacifist route is probably one of Granted, I don't play many video games. Like I call myself a gamer, but my my amount of video games I played is the list is very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I do think that the the pacifist ending is like one of the most powerful things that I've ever experienced, like ever. <laughs> it is profoundly sad. It um, I it when I when I played it the first time, I I I cried for like a while, and <laughs> and you, you know that was back in 2015, and and mm-hmm. and going back into it, I was like, I'm an adult now. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Uh, I cried. It it made me so sad. To, to have to experience all that again. Uh, the, the, what gets me is uh, the the moment where Azrael is like like starts crying and like tries to like blast you to death, but like determination keeps your health up just by the mm-hmm. slightest. Out. Such a great moment. And then the hug, the fucking hug, really gets to me. Yeah, uh, if you don't hug Azrael, you're the worst person. If you don't hug Azrael, <laughs> fuck you. Stop listening to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> get out get the fuck out 
Um, yeah, it's, it is like, I, 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 I wish I hadn't just used the term fuckfest to describe the true lab, because, like, the Asriel fight is, like, the biggest Gynax-ending fuckfest of yeah. all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of wish the game d- couldn't get, didn't get away with it as well as it does, um, because I, I still don't really know, like, how to feel about, like, the 11th hour, like, Asriel, uh, boss fight, but, like, as far as, like, making Asriel a sympathetic character and, like, being like, oh, this is fucked up, like, it's pretty good. So good. Um, the, it's, yeah, and I don't, I still don't, I haven't really, like, put together, like, a, a, a whole, like, reading of it yet, because, um, like, Kara is, is, like, a, a stand-in for, like, the heartless player who doesn't, who just want like, like, a heartless player. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know what to make of, like, Asriel being subjected to that, to, like, the fate of, like, being flowy because of them. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah, it's... I think that what really matters is it's really fucking tragic. Yeah. Um... And again, like it kind of, it kind of comes together, in, like the 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 idea of like you know forgiveness, because like the main thing is like forgiving Alphys and like her being, uh, I don't you don't even I don't even know if like calling it redemption is like fair because, uh, nothing really changes for her. Like she still has people who love her. Like, I guess she 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 comes out better for it because uh, her and Undyne are more honest to each other about their feelings, um, which is really sweet. Um, but I feel like, like, all of that is still, like, kind of in the, a lot of it's still, like, the player's eyes. Like, there's no mechanical, uh, do you forgive Alphys or not. Yeah. On the game, which I, I like. Um, I think, I think that it's good that there is, it's all, like, there's some, like, incentive either way to, of what you think of Alphys. Um, it doesn't gamify it. But, like, the, the, the Azrael thing is also interesting. Um, because, like... It's really difficult, um, and I don't know if, like, <laughs> I don't really know what to make of it, um, because Asriel kind of acts like a, like, obviously like a, like an omnipotent child, which he is, Yeah. and then, like, when he, when he regains, like, his former, he can, he can feel, like, empathy and, like, care about other people again, like, he's, like, scared and it's terrible, um, and like all you can do in that moment is just to give him some affection that he can appreciate, and it's like ah, this feels like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What? What did? Okay, I, I guess this kind of carries, but like, um, it, back in the neutral ending, um, did you kill Flowey or let him go? I let him go. I killed him, um, because I was like. Damn. Fuck this guy. I, I didn't remember, like, anything about the lore of it. Um, Flowey, as Flowey, is, like, still kind of an asshole. And I <laughs> I was like, man, fuck this guy. He killed my dad. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, 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 it's one of those things that goes back to what I was saying, that, like, the neutral route's probably better on, like, first playthrough. Because, like, in my head, yeah. I was like, I know this is Azrael. I know what happened to Azrael. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill Flowey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, if the on a first playthrough you wouldn't know that, and then you get the pacifist ending, and then you find out all that out, you know, information. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still don't know if I have much, like, sympathy for Flowey and his act. Like, Azrael, like, as Flowey in in most of the events of the game. Or in the in most of the events of, like, the, the neutral, end, like, route. Um, I don't know. It's It's just kind of, like... <laughs> I don't know. It, I I guess I felt like I didn't I didn't feel like uh, being merciful in that moment. That's fine. <laughs> he did just kill Asgore. True. It's kind of fucked up. True. Um. Did you? Did you? Whoa. Sorry, <laughs> Whoa. What What was your did you gonna be? I was gonna ask if you like walked around the game after. That's exactly what I was about to ask, dude. I. Look at us. So perfect. <laughs> um, I did. I, I that that's not something that I found out about until like a couple years after my first playthrough. Uh, I I wasn't aware that like like I knew that you could like backtrack, but I didn't think to like I didn't I didn't think oh all the dialogue is going to be different. Uh, mm-hmm. I I I did backtrack. I I did the 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 funny. Toriel texts where she texts you while you're backtracking. Uh, very nice experience going back and like talking to all the NPCs, uh, especially if you if you played in a short enough amount of time to remember like all the shit that they said the first time you talked to them. Yeah, it's it's nice. Uh, I and I did go all the way back to the beginning and and, and talk to Azrael at the very start of the game. Wait, what? You can do that? Yes. He's there. I didn't know that you could go into the ruins. You can. I stopped at Snowdale. Ah, ah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um. Uh, you go all the way back to the very, the very fucking beginning, like on the the like patch of flowers that you land on at the very beginning beginning of the game. He's there. Okay. Uh, and he just kind of gives you like more information about Kara. And oh shit! Yeah, uh, he talks about how uh, it's it's it it doesn't explicitly say it, but I think it's supposed to be like heavily implied that uh, the patch of flowers that you're standing on is where Kara is buried, uh, because he says that like Toriel took Kara's body from the from the casket and like gave him a proper burial. Uh, it's it's just stuff like that. It 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 just adds more to Kara and like what the situation was with Kara. Uh, that that contextualizes things a little bit better. That like, if Kara were to actually return from the dead and start walking around, that would be where he would start. Yeah. Um, that's kind of messed up. I didn't. I didn't realize you go back in the ruins. I thought that uh. I guess I never put two and two together, like, oh, Toriel's here, so the door is probably open. It's fucked up and evil. I just, <laughs> I just went back and I stopped at Snowden. <laughs> Man. Nah, you can go back and talk to everybody. Damn. It's, it's, it's nice. It, 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 it makes the ending of, of the pacifist route even nicer, being able to talk to everyone again, including Azrael. Yeah. Uh, it's just overall nice. <laughs> Yeah, the amount of like work put into in into like the post pacifist ending, like the whole world is like, um, big big like big true ending energy. Yeah. Um, I it's 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 very nice. It's a nice reward. Um, 
it, it, for a game where like the whole experience of is like you know generally pleasant to just go around and talk to people um great great reward just be able to go back and just talk to everybody and be like oh everybody's happy yeah we did it we've made every we've made everybody happy um do, do we want to talk about making them unhappy now <laughs> maybe maybe so like when i played the game originally like i never i like didn't do the genocide route the whole way like i did i had like no idea what it was besides special undyne fight yeah and sands um and when i did basically all of it yesterday um i found out that that's all that it is yeah um which is kind of it's kind of disappointing uh to, to an extent because the undertale is not about the genocide route the, right. the fact that it exists in the first place is just adding more to how great undertale already is like it's just there like mm-hmm. it's just bonus points if you want to do it if you want to be shitty and go kill everyone uh and but i feel like it could have been done better uh because hmm. i the, i well i mean as is it's fine uh i understand the whole grinding aspect of it and why it's doing it it's just once you after a certain point it's like man a little bit boring. <laughs> There's like two sides of the coin, I think, for my attitude and whether or not there should be more genocide run, which is on one hand, I the the bosses that are there are like fucking amazing. Yeah. On the other hand, like I really don't want to have to sit there and kill papyrus for twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to take that. Yeah. I don't think it's that I want more genocide route. I think it's that the genocide route should have been tweaked a little. Like the the whole the, like the amount of enemies that you have to kill just feels like just too much. Like it feels like it goes past the point of the point it's trying to make. Especially in the last portion of the game where there's so many fucking it's like 40. 40's a lot. <laughs> It's 40, but, like, you encounter, like, two or three at a time. Yeah, but then, like, the spawn rates, like, decrease the more you kill. And, like, I understand. Toby, I get it. You're you're trying to evoke the feeling of hunting them down and killing them. I get it. (laughs) I I understand. It's it's just that it feels like it, it goes past a certain point of... You know what? I don't even know if I'm conveying my idea... My, my feelings well <laughs> no I understand, I understand what you mean um because i that was why i initially quit the genocide route when i started playing it like years ago um was i just got fucking bored of it um because it is fundamentally not that exciting yeah I, um, I i think more can be done to make you feel bad than make you feel bored that's that's what i'm trying to say because because if you if you want to go down the route of like you you are fucked up and evil now and you're killing everyone I, I, I don't think it should be as boring as it is. I don't think it should be fun. I I, I want to be clear with that. Uh, if you're going to, like, make players feel bad for for killing things, don't make the killing fun. <laughs> that's that's well, counterintuitive. Well, here's the thing. is that, like I feel like a lot of that is already conveyed well in the neutral route, because, like... Um, 
if you take like a neutral route playthrough and like you kill Papyrus, then like you get more blowback from that from Sans than you do in the genocide route. Because like the point of the genocide route is more like you're completely detached from the game. Yeah. Like there's no emotional connection to any of it. Yeah. Okay. Um So like I think that the I I could agree that I think that there should probably be less tedium. Um but I think that the genocide route kind of hits the sweet spot. Well, maybe not. Well, I think that uh if you add more misery to the genocide route, you kind of risk maybe going overboard a little bit. Okay. I can see um, that making it a little bit too grim dark. Yeah. Um cuz I I think that like when I, when I was playing the genocide route, like uh, and when, like, I lo- I did some research and I found out about, like, the, the, the soulless pacifist ending and shit like that, that, like, yeah. Undertale is, like, the, the greatest creepypasta game <laughs> yeah. that never had to be bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because, like, it has its own, like, lore and shit of, like, evil in it, but, like, it's never really front and center unless you want to be it. Yeah. Um... I still don't, like, I have mixed feelings on, like, the execution of, like, Kara, um, but I think the genocide route kind of gets its point across, and yeah. I think the point it gets across is that, like, uh, Toby doesn't understand why people grind for the sake of grinding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, the genocide route does do a lot well, because, like, I, I, I... <laughs> I like the fact that, like, some of the stores, like, the, the shopkeeps just leave, and you can steal things and take their money. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that's a great touch. Uh, <laughs> um, but, like, things... More emotional things on the, on the character side of things, such as, like, sand slowly, like, turning on you, like, as you progress, and it's like, kid, you gotta stop. Uh, and then, like, Undyne's desperation and determination and, like, refusing to die. The Undyne fight is so fucking good. Uh, what's it called? Battle Against a True Hero, I think is the name yes. of the song. One, the Toho song. <laughs> one of the most insane songs Toby has ever made. It is so great. Yeah. Um, love that fight. I, I don't know how I feel about Metaton Neo just kind of blowing up. I kind of wish Metaton Neo had like more of a fight. Yeah, I it it adds like unneeded humor to at, at a point in the route where it, like it's it really shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since like uh, Metaton is a it's a human killing robot. Like that mm-hmm. that's the whole thing, and then he just blows up. <laughs> It, it really feels like something that could have been on, like, the neutral route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it, it, it it's, I think that it kind of gets the, it gets the point across in that, like, what you get out of Undertale is, like, what you put into it. Yeah. Like, it's a very push-and-pull game. Like, the whole point of it is that, is that it's very reactive to, like, how you treat it. Um, and, like, when you approach it from, like, a, a soulless perspective, what you get is an empty video game where you can make numbers go up and there's nobody around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think about it like that. Uh-huh. Um, 
I <laughs> I don't know, like, if I really agree with, like, the, the thesis that it seems to be getting across um, with, with Carr at the end, where he's, like, I think that it's, like, the dialogue you get, like, the second time you do the genocide ending, where he's, like, I, I'm the feeling that you get when you see number go up. Um, cause it's, it's like, it seems like that's kind of a harsh angle on, on video games. Um, cause I, I am a bit of a numbers go up enjoyer. Yeah. At times. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, but you know, I think that for illustrating a statement, it's like pretty creative, even if I'm not sure, even if I'm not sure if I like the sentiment behind it entirely. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the whole, uh, the whole idea of like, oh, you can, you can kill everything. Um, and you get the true gamers challenge. Um, but it reminds you that, uh, all that you've gotten out of it, there's no reward for it besides having done it. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty, it's, it's like, there's no uncertain terms. It's like the only thing that you get out, like the only thing you get out of beating Sands is beating Sands. Yeah. I mean, um, beating Sands is kind of a pretty big bragging right <laughs> yeah sans, okay when i was um when i was grinding on the sands fight which i never ended up actually beating i ended up getting to the end of it like th- a couple times but the fucking the 360 gaster blaster i don't know how the fuck you're supposed to avoid that um but like there's i don't know if you know but there's a browser simulator for the sands fight yeah um if you google like bad time simulator one of the suggestions is like bad time simulator like unblocked and <laughs> It's like, that is another moment for me where I'm like, wow, I feel old, where it's like, there's enough people Googling this, like, there are enough children in the computer lab trying to practice the Sans <laughs> fight, getting around, like, the, the parental controls filter, whatever the fuck their school has installed. Um, it just makes me feel insanely old and unnecessary that, like, some 12-year-old out there can probably no damage the Sans fight that I probably spent four or five hours bashing my head against <laughs> with no luck. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're obsolete, John. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, <laughs> the kids don't need us. I got, I got to say the, the lead up to the sands fight. I really enjoy uh, the, the bit where like flowey is like popping up and talking to you. Uh, and like flowey, like kind of like, kind of like distancing himself a bit. Mm-hmm. Cause he's, he's very afraid of you. Yeah, that's the part, like, I, I feel a little bad about killing Flowey in the past, the neutral route, just because, like, that's the only part of the game where, like, it humanizes Flowey because it's like, oh, he, maybe he can't, like, experience affection, but he can experience fear. Man. Which is a pretty fucking effective way to humanize a character. Yeah. Um, especially when, like, what he's afraid of is, like, you, and it's not like anything that it, it's corny but like the the i like that the reason that flowey is afraid of you is just because of the actions you're taking as a player not because of like uh it, it's not like you're being told you're bad it's like oh you've killed everybody and he has a pretty fair reason to be scared of you because he's also in the game yeah um um and then sans happens yeah <laughs> man i did, did you like like how, about how long did you spend on Sands? I want to say combined, like, probably, like, four or five hours trying to beat him. Okay. Um, I, between yesterday and, and like, this morning. Over, <laughs> over the past... <laughs> my lunch break. <laughs> over the past 
I don't even know when I started. I'm pretty sure I've done like nearly like a day's worth combined time trying to beat Sans. My God, uh, that that final Gaster Blaster 360 is brutal, and I feel like it's even more brutal on, on a console. Uh, I don't have any way to back that up because I'm not gonna try and like beat him twice back to back. Uh, once on PC, once on console, but, uh, man, I mean, it's rightfully brutal. Like, it's a, it's a good challenge. Uh, yeah, it, it, it caps the, the genocide route well. Um, but man, that, <laughs> the changing dialogue, uh, through the, like, starts of, of every time you fight him really got under my skin. <laughs> I... I, I think it's great. I, I, I think the one that, like, really got to me, where I had to, like, put down the controller, was like, I need a break, uh, is is where he's, like, uh, it's, it's something like, I've lost count of how many times we've done this. Why don't you keep count from now on? Let's start from 12. I'm, yeah. I'm like, fuck, man! Fuck! <laughs> I, I kind of, th- like, the there's, like, three minutes of game left after you beat Sans, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. You leave, you leave the last quarter, you kill Asgore immediately, you kill Flowey immediately, Kara shows up, and, and, and they're like, great job, team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, um, I mean, the, the Asgore bit, I, I thought that, I thought that there was the interesting detail that, like, when, when you confront Asgore, he thinks you're a monster. Like, uh-huh. he doesn't know you're human. I mean, like, that's, like, a thing throughout the entire game, right? Like, I don't know if you picked up on it, but, like, at the start of the genocide route, like, when you get to the the Snowden puzzles, like, uh, there's, like, a line where San says, like, keep pretending you're human. Um, right, It'll make right. my brother happier. Um, and I I think that that's a great, that's, it's a great idea. Yeah. Um... But it feels a little bit mixed messages when, like, all of the characters are monsters and they're all great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we had, like, it, it would work better had humanity not, had, like, if this were a, a, a work where, like, humanity were more explicitly valued. Yeah. Besides your soul's power level is higher. Right. But it is, I think it is kind of, like, an effective, it, it, it is kind of, it is also, like, chilling. You just can't think about it too hard. No. Um, so, you walk up, you, you, you one-shot Asgore, um, and then the fucking brutal-ass, like, beating the shit out of Flowey. It's, like, fucked up. Like, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> it's well. What I was gonna say um, was that, like, being that, like the rest of the route is like so short and like anticlimactic. Um, I, I, I kind of wonder if like the intended ending to the genocide route is just giving up at Sands. That'd be interesting. Because um, like this, one's, it's not something you can like do in a video game. Like, uh, you could, but I feel like it would get a lot of shit. Yeah, like, Toby were just getting a lot of shit if, like, he made the genocide route, like, unbeatable. Like, yeah. if Sans, like, always killed you yeah. at the end of the fight. 
Um, like it, there needs to be some kind of conclusion. Um, but it really feels like um, kind of the in, like it, like it, it a valid it way that the experience is meant to end is like the sans just doing his job and like just stopping you by frustrating you to to into quitting. Yeah, because like if you if you manage to beat the the, the, the genocide route, you like forever taint your game, mm-hmm. like. For every pacifist route after that, you're gonna get that extended ending where like it's revealed that like Chara's there, like it's fucked up. You... Yeah, it feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... and the other thing is like um, what is it? Uh, if you do the genocide route multiple times, um, the second time and onward when you get there, when you get to Kara, like. They say, like, uh, I don't know why you're here again. Like, I thought that the point of the last time was that we got rid of all this. Like, I think you should go do something else if you're getting attached to doing this. Yeah. Um, because you shouldn't be. Um, I think that, I think they even say something like, uh, if you're gonna do this again, I would suggest that you just do something, like, if you're gonna, like, and, like, play with this world again, I would suggest you just do something, you do, you do something besides this. Um... Which is, I think, a meta statement that I, I kind of like. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, uh, hugely offensive to the speedrunning community. Um, but I I do kind of like the idea of, like, you know, you can do something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Diversify your experience a little bit, maybe. Um... But yeah, I also like Flowey, like what, like the la- like the corridor before the last corridor, like the shit that Flowey like says is like, there's like a line in there that's like a very deliberate jab at like people watching yeah. the video of it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so funny to me. Yeah, great line, especially especially right before the sands fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh you do you do this you don't have the balls for this you do it. Um. Yeah, it it's. I, 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 it, it, it does not read as that is not, it does not really read as like cruel to me because it's like a, a, a jab from like, you know, the antagonist. Yeah. Um, but it, it is funny that it's in there. Um, and I think that it, it, it maybe is a little bit encouraging for the people should like try to experience it themselves. Cause like, I think that, you know, if you're gonna watch a video of it, you might as well, you know, give it a try yourself. Um, uh, too much, I, I'm a bit of a boomer. I think that maybe you should try playing video games instead of just watching a Let's Play of them. But you know, it 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 it, it doesn't really matter. Um, I just think that playing video games is more fun than watching them. Agree. Uh, Agree. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we haven't talked enough about how fucking cool the Sands fight is, even though like we've said it like three I... times. It's such a cool fight. It, I, 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 I like the fact that like you get you, you get to a certain point and then like Sans like, he's like I'm getting tired. Come on, come on, spare me, spare me, and then I'm just a little guy. I, I'm, I'm just a little, little guy. Birthday, <laughs> <just a> birthday <laughs> boy. And and then you spare him, and then you get you get dunked on if you choose to do it. If you don't know and you choose to do it, 
I'm so sorry that you got dunked on by Sans. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> We've all gotten dunked on. Yeah, I... <laughs> It, and like there is like some impact to that where like he get like it, it, being like past the point of no return like hey you think I'm gonna fucking forgive you at this point like nah dude fuck you yeah <laughs> can't spare too late to spare anybody and then, and then after that point after after you attack him again at that point my god when it ramps up oh shit <laughs> yeah I what <laughs> probably one of the hardest bosses in in a game that I've played. Um, and I have beaten every boss in every Dark Souls game, so I can see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Flexing my gamer cred a little bit. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I think it's interesting. I, I don't know if there's like any other way for me to put it. He essentially starts cheating. Like, yeah. like the, the bones that like come out on the menu and then like the bones at the bottom on, on the selection. I think that shit is genius. It, it's great. Um, it's great. It. I. I feel like it's a testament to how powerful Sans is, but also how desperate he is to stop you. Yeah, and just like a good game design decision, I think, because like, I, I, like going back, to like the only other real boss fight in the route is the Undyne fight, which is also a great boss. Yeah. Um, I I struggled. I. <laughs> I okay. I struggle with the Undyne fight on normal. Um, which is one of the most embarrassing things about me as I, as a prideful gamer. No, I get it. I I struggle on normal as well because that the, the arrow shit it's scary. <laughs> the reverse arrows, yes, um, really fuck me up. They're so bad. Um, I can do the normal arrows at fucking any speed you want. Um, no matter what bullshit it is, I can nail all those patterns. When it starts throwing in the reverse ones, like I my brain shuts down. Like I just get hit by all of them and I die immediately. Um, and, like, when I was doing the Undyne fight in Genocide, the Undyne the Undying fight, uh, I think all of my attempts, um, towards the end were, like, do everything perfect hitless, um, take all of my HP every time there was a reverse arrow pattern. <laughs> um, and then, like, I barely managed to, to squeeze it out in the last attempt. Um, but the, the, the thing that I was, like, exploiting i guess during that fight was like Mariah's like okay this is still like turn-based like i can i can take a breather i can i can take my my earbuds out i can i can uh i can i can get up i can walk around a little bit um to uh to 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 get my resting heart rate back down a little bit and uh then be more prepared for the next pattern um no such uh no such favors with the sands fight yeah the, the you get the little breather when he's tired and then, like yeah. from that point, on, that's it. You, you're in for the long haul. But everything after that is the hard part. Yeah. The first part is like you know, it's it's not easy, but like it's a lot easier to like just not like I, yeah, like memorize a lot of it, like be prepared for all of it. Um, I think that like the curve of like instantly dying as soon as he does the start of battle thing before the music even starts playing, um. To where, like, to where you're practicing stuff for that, that you just don't take damage during that. Like, I think that that's like a that is like a perfect little microcosm of like what is fun about video game. Yeah. About like hard video games. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting to me that like the 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 route is like so emphasized. Like, well, you know, this is all you're getting out of this. Um, and at the end, it's like, all right, well, here's a 
here's some fucking fun shit to get out of this. <laughs> a treat, a treat for the, a treat for the, uh, the, the perseverant, the, the perseverant. What's the adjective? I don't know, man. Person? I don't know. I'll... The, the, the most persistent gamers. That's it. Yeah. I, yeah, what I, I'm gonna keep trying at Sands like in the coming weeks. Uh, after after I graduate, uh, I I am going to buckle down and I'm going to beat Sands. I I am determined to do so. Um, <laughs> determined. Determined. Because I've done it before. I know I can do it. I, I I did it when the game came out. I could do it again. But it's like, it's it's definitely like, like like sand beating Sands back in the day was like my biggest achievement in gaming. And then mm-hmm. and then like. My my next biggest achievement in gaming that I thought replaced Sands was when I played Bloodborne and I beat Orphan of Cause. And but <laughs> but now I'm I'm like spending so much fucking time on Sands. I'm like, damn, was was Orphan of Cause even that hard? <laughs> the Orphan of Cause is still fucking hard. Like, don't do not get me wrong. Um, but Sands is a is a trial. Like, just the last attack is a is a fucking trip. Yeah. Um. Man, gaming. I, I, yeah, I I love the sand fight. Um, it th- like really my my main takeaway from like the genocide route, um, uh, completely devoid of you know Undertale was like, damn, I hope the Delta Rune has like a hard mode. Me too. Me too. Um, because oh, the slightest taste of it during the the fuck, what's his name? It left me. Jevil. Jevil. The Jevil. the Jevil fight. The like slightest taste of it. I could feel it like coming out a little bit, but I want more of it. <laughs> Yeah, like, Toby Fox can, like, make a hard-ass, fucking sweet-feeling boss fight. Um, and I kind of wish that, like, it was... You saw more of that in, like, the not... In, like, the the, the nice routes of Undertale, the nicer routes yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the, the Asgore fight is still, like, not a joke. Um, but the, uh... The the final bosses, Photoshop Flowey and uh like Hyper Death God Azriel are still like very much cinematic fights. Yeah. Um, which are I I, I think they, they work well for the endings. Um I still uh, still think Asgore would be better final is a better final boss than Flowey is, but um the having like sands, like there is usually there's a reason that everyone is like like wears beating sands as a mark of pride. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, Undertale doesn't have to be that kind of game. I don't think every kind of, every, I don't think every game has to be that kind of game. Um, but it's like, ugh, Toby can do it and I want more of that. Same. It's so fun. Same. Uh. Yeah. Man, what's left to talk about? Um, I don't know, we kind of like touched on like the meta, the meta elements, like the genocide route. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's like, it's, point of the, point of it is, you know, if you approach it with without opening your heart to Undertale, Undertale will not open its heart to you. Um, it's, it's the corniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, what what else even is there? Um, uh, <laughs> we talked about this uh, after we finished last time, but uh, you play the, the, the Groove Coaster Undertale maps at all? Yes! Yes! I love that <laughs> I have, shit! <laughs> I have them on my phone. The the Megalovania one is fucking tough. We didn't really talk about Megalovania being in this game. Yeah, uh, Megalovania's in it. It's there. I think... Meg- 
Um, arguably the best rendition of it. Um, come on, man. I, uh, I, mm, I'm, I'm still more of a fan of the the Homestuck version of it. It's close. I, it's really close. I can't get enough of that guitar. I okay. It's great. Have you? Sorry. Have you played? Have you like heard? Listen to the Smash Ultimate version. Of course. Of Michael I own it. I bought, I bought the Sands DLC. I own it. Am Am I insane for thinking that it sounds a lot more like the Homestuck version? Oh no! Oh no! You're you're right. It, it it sounds far more similar to the Homestuck version than the Undertale version. Uh, it has a, the guitar. A lot of people have talked about that. Uh, I, I guess it's out of touch. Uh, a, a lot of people have, are, have have started theorizing that it is Toby Fox's goal to just sneak Homestuck into Nintendo games because there was the shit with the with the Pokemon track that he made that sounds like the baby is you. It's absolutely not an accident. It, yeah, it, <laughs> Toby's insane. <laughs> Toby's a menace, and I I hope he keeps going. Um. But yeah, yeah. Shout out to Megalovania. Um, uh, I I think that one of the initial reasons, like, I gained interest in Undertale, like in in twenty fifteen, was that like I heard that Megalovania was in it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good incentive. I was I was like not actively a Homestuck fan. Um, but you know, you like it never leaves your brain. Like Act yeah. Five, Act Two, never never leaves your brain. Yeah. when you read it, it's a it's like a parasite. Um. And like I, I was I'm I'm at no point was I unreasonable enough. It was like unreasonable enough to ever deny that Megalovania is a fucking awesome song. Um, and I think I, I think I listened to the Undertale version um ahead of time. So like I was spoiled on Sans being the last boss from like the start. Uh, but hey, it, putting on putting Megalovania in the game like probably pushed me over the edge to actually play it. So like thanks Toby, pretty sweet stuff. Hell yes. Um, but yeah, it, it the way it's that it's retooled f- fits the fight like very well, very very good good shit. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind I'm kind of lost for words here. I don't know what else there is even. Um, I I, I feel like the the one big thing that's like left worth talking about is uh. I don't. I don't know what to label it. It, 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 it besides like the the secrets of Undertale. T- top ten secrets of Undertale. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we can talk about the game theory shit for a little bit. What? I mean, like Sans's nest. Is that what you want to talk about? What? No, I I I still immediately realized that was probably a bad way to phrase it because like Undertale is like maybe responsible for the the notoriety of game theory. Yeah. That or FNAF. Yeah. Um, FNAF. FNAF. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Matt Pat for giving a copy of Undertale to the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> One of the stupidest things to happen in human history. It's, 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 it's incredibly stupid, but it's, it's, it's so stupid to the point where it's admirable. Like, I, it's so funny. I, I think about the fact that the Pope, <laughs> the Pope more than likely has to have a Steam account now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did he give him like a steam key? Like, there's no like, Matt Pat did not friend the Pope on Steam, right? Like, <laughs> that would be even that would be even stupider than gifting him on Steam. I I I imagine in my mind like the Pope sitting at a computer and like <laughs> Matt Pat like hanging over the chair like controlling the mouse and like 
doing all the setup shit for a Steam account. <laughs> I'm imagining like the the gaudiest like gold leaf fucking gaming PC <laughs> power now. <laughs> like the fucking Vatican gaming. Like it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> That's what PC stands for. Pope computer. Pope computer. God, I hope the Pope plays Undertale someday. I, I do too. Um, <laughs> but, but, but back to what I was alluding to, the, 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 the shit with uh, Gaster uh, mm-hmm. probably one of the more interesting things of Undertale, uh, because it's so easy to miss. Like you can you can play Undertale and not know anything about Gaster. Uh, you play it a hundred times and not know anything about Gaster. Yeah, because there's the oh, what are they called? Are they called fun? The fun values. The fun values, uh, which for all intents and purposes is just a random number thing. It's it's it's, it's like from one to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And if it lands in, like, one of two, like, ten... There's, like, a 20% chance you'd get an NPC who, like, says something... Might say the name Gaster. Yeah. Because, like, uh, the the fun value stuff, like, there's it, there's more to it than the Gaster stuff. Because, like, some of it determines whether or not you get, like, a call from Sans or you get a call from Alphys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... but those are like broad ranges of numbers uh and they're like specific ones that are only on a certain number where like the gaster followers will like appear in a certain room or there's a there's like a secret room that appears i think when you take the boat the boat person uh where something like that yeah where like there's a hidden room that like plays a sound it- it's somewhere in Waterfall. Yeah. And I think that that might be the... Is that the room that has, like, the physical gaster sprite in it? Or is yeah. that, like, something that's only accessible by Debug? Uh, there... I don't know. That might be the one that has the physical gaster in it. Hmm. Well, we all assume it's gaster. The sprite's called Mystery Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But... There, there are a few things, like, in the game that, like, hint at Gaster, uh, such as the fact that, like, it's mentioned that there was a, a royal scientist before Alphys uh, that, mm-hmm. that built the core, uh, and the fact that the, I think the boat person says, beware the man who speaks in hands. Yeah, he has a very small chance of saying that. Uh, which I think is a great line. Very, very creepy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of the the boat person's lines are like they, they kind of contribute to like the kind of the creepy atmosphere yeah. that the game can have. Yeah. Um. But but all the gaster shit like sets up this kind of hidden story about like something happening to him and him being like split across space and time and mm-hmm. being like fractured across the timelines. Uh. Very interesting. I would. I wish there was more to it. There, there's probably going to be more to it when when Delta Rune comes out because like maybe because there's already like gaster shit in Delta Rune. Wait, is there really? Oh yeah. The um. Oh my god. Uh, I should have replayed Delta Rune before we did this. Yeah. Uh, Toby seems to have some kind of intentions with Gaster because like, uh, the there's a 
clam girl that appears based on a fun value. And in the Switch version of the game, uh, it was patched a few, a few, few, like a month before Deltarune, like, surprise dropped. And the, uh, the clam girl, like, alluded to Susie in, in, hmm. in Delta, in Deltarune. Uh, and specifically a gaster follower, like, like, it was a variant of the clam girl that was gaster colored. Um, hmm. So something's going on, uh, and I think it's very interesting, and I like to think about it because I like like hidden meta shit like that. Yeah, it's fun. There's like a lot. There's like a big fun thing to it. Fun value. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, this kind of feeds back into like I think the Undertale like is like the the perfect like creepypasta game. Yes, because like it, it like that. There's like just enough there to have something that's really creepy. Yeah. Um, and also I think that that also kind of contrib- like feeds into why like it could blow up so much because like there's shit like that that get like there's not a lot of detail surrounding it but like it gives you a like something to latch on to if you want to make speculative works like derivative works yeah yeah um like the other like big thing that like i think of anything that is like how sans like during the fight says like our reports showed like an anomaly in time it's like whose reports who what <laughs> what that that leads into the next like big hidden thing that a lot of people can miss um in the neutral route, uh, when when you get to Sands, uh, if if you save like at that save point before you get to Sands, and you like talk okay. to him, and then you reset, and then you keep like keep talking to him and resetting, uh, after a certain number of times, he will give you the key to the a room. I think it's his is room. It the sh- is it the shed next to their house? Something like that. Like you can get like in there. Well, maybe it's not the show. There's a there's a door behind their house, and huh. I can't remember if no, because the key in the 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 store that you can buy goes to uh, Metaton's house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a way to get into Sam's room, and then there's a way to get into the room that's like hidden behind their house, and it might be interconnected. I'm not. I, I had no idea you could get into Sans' room. Uh, I had no idea about. There's these. funny shit in Sans' room. There, the, 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 you walk in. There's a treadmill, and it's dark, and it's, it's the, the light flips on. It's, it's like, why are you walking on the treadmill? It, it makes it feel like it's an endless room. It's it's funny. <laughs> um, but in the the hidden room behind their house, uh, you go in, and there's a giant machine that's under like a cloth, uh, and it. It's, it's like you it's, the flavor text is like it's some kind of weird machine um and then you, you interact there's a blueprint for something and, mm. and then there's a picture in a drawer and the the picture's description is that it, it says it's of three people smiling and like that's it uh huh. the 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 theory for like a while was that the three people smiling were sans papyrus and gaster uh mm-hmm. Because because they're they're connected through the fact that like their names are uh, fonts, uh, WD Gas, yeah, WD uh, Wingdings, uh, <laughs> but but recently people have started theorizing that the three smiling people are the three protagonists of Delta Rune, hmm. uh, b- mainly because of the connective like Gaster shit that's in Delta Rune. Uh, something's going on with Delta Rune. Who knows? Maybe not. Who knows? 
I, I, I like, I kind of don't want Delta. I, I want Delta Runes to be its own thing. Like, I mean, I'm, I have cinematic universe fatigue. Yeah, I mean, Toby said that like they're separate worlds, so they're it's not, mm-hmm. there's that fact. But like, I feel like if there is more Gaster shit, it's not going to be like at the forefront. Like, yeah, if he has intentions of like doing something interesting with Gaster, he's probably going to keep like putting it in hard to reach places in the game. <laughs> he loves having his creepypasta character. Yeah. Um, it's cool, but yeah. So think talking about waterfall, maybe like it brought up one more one more discussion point. Like, what was your like favorite area atmospherically, and why is it waterfall? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's the best. I, I it has the best song. I had like a moment where like I was like thinking about the three main locations, and I was like, oh, they're. They're states of water. That's steam, water, and ice. That's the three locations. And I was like, whoa, Toby's <laughs> a genius. I also, I, I did not realize that. It, 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 and it, it has to do with their proximity to the core. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting stuff. What does it mean? When, <laughs> when will Toby release the Forbidden Plasma Town? The plaz- that could have been in, like, the fucking, like, I don't know, PS4. Like, put in the Xbox version or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um... Yeah, so something about the... I think that Waterfall is still probably, like... It, it was, like, striking, like, the... There's, like, some... There's, like, just this, like, beauty to it. Yeah. Um, that, like, really, really struck me uh, on this, this most recent playthrough. Um, like... It's so understated, like that. It's so like atmospheric and and nice. Yeah, like I don't even want to say like nice because that like I feel like that kind of takes a lot of the nuance out of like it. Just feels like, uh, it. It's, it's special. Something special about it. Um. And like, normally, um, in games, like I, I get kind of, I, I don't really take that well to like having to check signs every couple steps um but like i i just i really love the 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 the, the how it occurs like multiple times in waterfall with like the the lore yeah about the human soul because like that takes on new meaning um as you play the game multiple times yeah. um and then there's like the conversation between like the passing monsters and the echo flowers which just like makes you feel it makes it feel like a lot less lonely yeah. or like makes it feel like very personal um and i it's just such a it's so fucking cool. Yeah, I think I think that I think that really brings up the point of like what I like about Undertale so much is it's just the little things. Mm-hmm. It it really makes it an experience. Yeah, there's like so much detail put into like every little thing. Yeah, um, which is what makes it special. I think is like because y- you know you can make like a statement on like uh playing a video game and like getting like having a good end and a bad end and like being bad like a lot of video games like try to have like a morality thing going on where now you can be bad or you can be good but i feel like Undertale like really pulls it off a lot more convincingly than most just because like it's so there's so much attention to detail yeah in it, it, it never feels like a binary switch it always feels like everything you do like 
anything that you, any action that you, any choice you have, like, will probably come up more than, like, one time. Like, it's not just like, a single binary choice. Like, it, it'll, it'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, and I like that a lot. Um, it's really, really, really cool. Um, and just the amount of detail put into, like, enemy, like, that even, like, down to, like, enemy, like, sparing. Like, it's not even, like, do you spare them? It's, like, how do you spare them? Because, yeah. like, the Shiren is, like, a great example of this. Like, I love the Shiren enemy. Um, every, like, on both the neutral and the pacifist, I, I did, like, the whole, the whole, uh, encounter thing where, like, to get her in the, to get her best ending. Yeah. In the pacifist credits. Um, it's just little things like that. Like, the enemies all being, like, memorable. Like, the fucking Aaron, like, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it, 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 like, so, like, there's, like, funny ones, like, there's Aaron, there's, like, the cool ones, there's, like, like Night 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 is, like, another, like, awesome one that I love a lot. Um, just, there's, like, so much personality, like, every facet of it. Um, and it, I think that it really manages to come off, like, it all is seamless. It never feels like it's going, it's trying too hard to be quirky. Yeah. Um, and that, that's why Undertale is just, like, the fucking awesome to the best. Agree. And it's so good that, <laughs> that that it blew up because like I I love Undertale so much and it, it makes me glad that like so many people have gotten to play it. Because it, yeah. it's it's so good. And it's not even like uh, it, well blah, 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 blah. I feel like in that vein, like I feel kind of like glad that I don't feel like the target audience for it. Yeah. Um like it's it feels good that like kids get to experience this yeah um because if it, like obviously like you know you can make a more mature piece of fiction than undertale and you should you should people should strive to um just because you know everything has to be for kids but like it, it, it it's it's a it's it's such it's so good for like being a game for kids yeah. like it's so good at what it does um that like it, it, that, like, I really wish there were, like, more, like, less, uh, like, more games for, like, older audiences that kind of had the amount of, like, approach, like, that, that took the time to put in the amount of detail, um, and make it, like, such, like, a responsive feeling world. Yeah. Uh, cause, like, I would, I would love more games like this, um, that, like, feel like this. Lucky for you, Deltarune's gonna come out in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> if it ever comes out, if it ever comes out. I mean, I feel like Deltarune is probably still gonna be, like, you know, it's it's, it's probably still gonna be, like, aimed at, like, a younger target audience. Um, but, you know, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm I'm still very excited to see what Toby can do. Same. But, yeah. Um, I guess that's my review of Undertale. Fucking two thumbs up. Um, go play it after you've listened to us tell you everything about it. Hell yes. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I feel like, like, like Undertale, good on its own, but I feel like a required experience after playing Undertale is, is experiencing the, the five-year anniversary concert. I've never done that. I'm going you, to do that. I'm going to make time for that soon. It, well, first of all, it, it only just happened last year, uh, which mm -hmm. is, which is weird to think about because it feels like so long ago. Uh. But it was such a great, it was a great online moment to be a part of because it was live streamed and it, it felt like pretty much everyone on the timeline was just 
experiencing it together. And it was great. Uh, hear, hearing that amazing soundtrack performed by a, a, a real orchestra is... It's, you can't really compare it to anything else. And I wish I could have seen it live. I gotta tune in, it sounds like. I gotta check this out. It... <laughs> there are so many, like, little things during the concert that they do to, like... To, like... Fit with the soundtrack. Like, the flowy laugh. And, like, other shit like that. It's... It's great. It's so fucking good. I I, I I listened to it again recently, and it, it made me tear up. And Damn. It's very powerful, and a good yeah. good way to spend two hours. <laughs> okay, okay. So I don't so so I don't come out of this looking like an asshole. Like for the record, John has admitted to to crying. I I did not. I I I may have shed a tear or two at a couple of critical moments, um, such as the. Uh, the end. The, the the true pass was standing. There were a couple of moments. There was the Azrael hug. There was the uh, when you were covering the souls. It was when it was uh it was the the Toriel and Asgore one uh got me real choked up. Um, and also like when the music kicks in in the genocide Undyne fight also, fucking, got me got me a little uh, little sad. Good, good. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. But yeah, powerful shit, powerful shit. The, the again, the music just fucking elevates this game so much. Yeah, I I, I do have to check that out soon. God, but yeah, Delta Room. I'm excited. When is it coming out, Toby? Um, I mean, I mean, when the when the concert happened, uh, he he put out an announcement that was saying that like he's hiring, like he he wanted to actually put a team together for Delta Room to get oh to get it finished quicker. And he yeah. said, uh, after that, he said that he got like hundreds of applications so he is surely going to hire he surely by now he has hired people and and progress is coming along uh i hope that the team is working well together same uh i i think deltarune set two two numbers come to mind it's either set to be three chapters or set to be five chapters and chapter one was pretty long on its own uh-huh. so it's going to be game of the century when it comes out <laughs> I think that the thing that really impressed me about Undertale is like how short it was. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot. Like, I thought it was like gonna be like an eight-hour game, but it's like not, not quite that long. <laughs> That's why I kept telling you to play it sooner. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. Part of, okay. It could have been like half an hour long, and I would have found a way to play two minutes of it at a time. This guy, because that's. Because that's just how I do video games. I do not. I'm not good at blasting through video games. Gamer moment. I. <laughs> I I am I'm just not good at I am it. great at finishing games at abnormal speeds. I think I finished Bloodborne in like a week, less than a week. I might have finished Bloodborne that fast, but that might have been because like I was just like I had nothing else to do and I was like insanely into it. I mean, I was taking um, it slow. Like that was <laughs> I probably could have done it in a few days. I mean, I I I might have finished it more than once in the span of the week I was absorbed in it when I first got it. Um, <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I've I don't know I've I've beaten Bloodborne like over a dozen times or something. Um, I have cleared that game a number of times. Man, why the it, fuck do we keep talking about Bloodborne? Is this the Bloodborne episode? What's going on? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that we just want to talk about Bloodborne. I would love to do a Bloodborne animation, but I don't know what the fuck one would say about <laughs> it. We could just talk about all the fucking lore. Yeah. Just Bloodborne. Bloodborne dissected. Cause or some say Cosm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloodborne is. Undertale is about as good as Bloodborne. Um, so true. I said that like a joke, but like, you know, I. I, 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 I my, my now instinct is like, why pit two kings against one another? <laughs> Uh, both they're both fantastic for extremely different reasons. <laughs> true, true. Is there anything else to talk about with Undertale? I don't know. Um, th- there's a lot of inspiration in it from games that I've played and some that I haven't. Um, that like I really love, but like you said earlier, you hadn't played any mother any mother games. Um, you should play Earthbound and Mother Three. They're fantastic. I will. I will. Um, the, the mechanic in the Sands fight where your health drains gradually is like, I, I saw that and I'm like, Toby wanted to have this as a mechanic because that's an Earthbound and he just put it in this fight. And I think that that's sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that a lot of people say that Undertale is inspired by Moon, which is an old RPG that just got an English translation like a year ago officially, um, that I do want to check out at some point, um, but I don't own a Switch, which is the only way you can legally acquire it. So I will have to uh, legally acquire it through other means. But yeah, I think that, that just about covers everything I wanted to talk about with it. Um, I don't know, you got anything else? Um, I don't I don't think so. Alright. I'm, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of anything. Alright. <laughs> You know, I was thinking, like, if we got to this point, like, I could be, like, John. Is Toriel a MILF? But we already talked about, we already, like, that was, like, one of the first things we brought up was Toriel's single mom appeal. Yeah. Hey, I, I didn't bring up the, 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 uh, the sans kinney on vent that got drunk on ketchup. We brought that up, like, four times on the main pod. <laughs> well, now it's appropriate to bring it up. Yeah, Shout out to the Sans Kinney who pretended to get drunk on ketchup and, like, kind of ended a generation of a really embarrassing way to pretend to be drunk online. Yeah. Thank you for your hope, service. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're listening. I <laughs> Yeah. Hope you enjoy us bringing you up every month or so. I'm I'm so sorry. If you would like to correct the record on anything, you are welcome to come on the show and, and, and clarify the, the, the ketchup vent post. It was actually alcoholic ketchup. <laughs> if that was a thing, I would... Is that a thing? Man, they put alcohol in anything these days. It's probably a thing. Alright, I'm gonna look at it as soon as we're done. I think that we're just about done here. Um, I... Do you want to... Do you want to... Do, 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 do you want us to wrap up here? Sure. Yeah, alright. Well, um, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast, uh, intermission episode. Um, I am your co-host, Aiden. And I'm your co-host, John. John, do you want to shout out our patrons, uh, who have been waiting way too damn long for this one? Yes! Shout out patrons, Simon Martins, Corin, Aubrey W., Ina E., and Darsh, Big Five. We're so sorry. <laughs> Please forgive us. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, big ups. Um, I, I, I wonder if this one's going to pull some popularity. I imagine it will because I feel like the Undertale is a pretty fucking homesick adjacent property. Uh, but we'll see. 
Um, yeah, regardless, uh, thank you to everybody who's listening, um, patron or not. Um, if, uh, you want to hear episodes like this early, uh, you can go to the, you can go subscribe to our Patreon, uh, where you can get your announcement post about how Aiden is being too slow on things <laughs> and we have to prolong it for another month. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I hope that this was, uh, worth the wait. Um, and if it wasn't, um... Too bad. <laughs> too bad. Yeah. Alright, well, uh... Uh, I guess we'll see you next time uh, on the main uh, series. And uh, everybody, uh, have a nice night. See you guys. Yeah.